tell you for a sec. Hello, friends. My name is Karen. And my name is Ashley, and this is Hey, Can I Steal You for a Sec? Just like you, we are both extremely opinionated about The Bachelor and all things related, so we decided to move our group chat from our phones to your ears. We're going to talk a lot of shit, and by no means are we condoning any hate being sent to anyone who has been part of the show. Do what we do and send that to your group chat. We're not saying you can't be an asshole, but just be a kind asshole. Also, if you truly don't like someone from the show, hit them where it hurts the most and don't boost up their engagement numbers by commenting on their social media posts. If you're looking for a podcast where your host won't body shame or sex positive and committed to anti-racism work, then welcome. Karen. Hi, Ashley. You're back in town, but we're not together. We are not together because <laughs> Ashley is not feeling super well. So no, we're taking we're our gonna... precautions to keep everyone safe. I'm pretty sure it's just a cold. I babysat my three-year-old cousin the other day, and he was sniffling. And I was like, uh-oh. Yeah, kids but are disease carriers. They so. have so many germs, but he's really cute. And he was so not bothered by being sick, and I'm being such a baby. Like, he would <laughs> sneeze and just continue with his day, and I'd be like, I, every time I sneeze, I'm like, <laughs> so, <laughs> so for him. we have a lot to cover. I have so much to say. There was a lot that happened in this episode. Also, there's a lot of stuff before we even get to the episode that we would like to share. Yeah, we have a lot of things. This is going to be okay. We're going to get do our best to get through everything in a timely manner. Yes, because your time is important. But this is kind of be kind of this is going to be called kind of our first segment, which is Bachelor News. Um, And we have some updates for you. We did tell you that we had some homework to do last episode, and we both did our homework, but I'm going to let Ashley take the lead here. Cool. Well, before we do that really quick, I just want to do a quick correction type thing from last week. Uh, Karen and I both agreed after recording last week and after consuming some social media that we might have been harsher on Jeff than the skin salesman than we should have been. (laughs) Um, And while I stand by most of the things I said, uh, it has come to my attention that he may have gotten a bad edit, or he did, in fact, get a bad edit. I actually talked to him through uh, Instagram messaging, um, and he basically told me, like, one, I didn't tell them my job title was skin salesman. So first of all, like, the Bachelor producers took his actual job and then titled it skin salesman and went, this is creepy, and they put it on. What's his actual job? So I don't know exactly what his title is, but he basically sells or he like facilitates the sale of skin grafts for surgeries and stuff. See, that's what we kind of assumed. Yeah. yeah. So, which I don't know what the actual title for that is still, but it's definitely not skin salesman. <laughs> um, and he also does not live in his RV. I don't even actually know if that was his RV. Um, I'm not hundred percent sure. Imagine they just gave him an RV with a bunch of mess in it. And you just had at, like last minute. Right? Yeah. So he seemed, he seemed like pretty good sport about it, but also like, definitely a little annoyed and then like after we talked um it was very brief but after we talked he also posted like on his instagram story like a couple times with like his work buddies being like do you guys see an rv anywhere and they're like oh no and like all that stuff so and he also did one where he was like do you guys need to buy any skin and it was all his like they were all in scrubs and stuff so it was like oh my goodness it was like doctory people see that's why we say you can be an asshole but be a kind asshole and which is (laughs) why we did not go to jeff's comments and say hey you're a serial killer we just simply talked shit to ourselves and then corrected ourselves as soon as we figured out that he was a normal human being who was not creepy at all correct so jeff if you are listening to this or if not uh if you know jeff we're sorry we're not sorry we basically just judged you based on the edit that you got and now we have acknowledged that it was editing more yeah. than your actual It sounds like he would listen back and think it was funny too. Um, it seemed and be like okay he was having it. fun. Yeah. yeah. So so that's the door is closed on Jeff. He's gone. He's off selling skin. And, and I know I said this side. last week that I didn't want him at Paradise because that wouldn't be safe for everyone. That was a joke, obvi. But <laughs> Jeff, if you're at Bachelor in Paradise, I'd be happy to see you there. And Team Jeff all the way. Yeah. He seemed really nice. He was really nice in the messaging. So good for him. So that was that. Um, so then our homework, Karen was supposed to look up uh, because we weren't sure if we were going to get background on Cody and Aaron this week. Obviously, if you've watched the episode, you know that we do. But Karen was supposed to look and see if she could find any dirt or info 
on the two of them or their relationship or whatever it was. So I don't know what Karen found, but she said she found something. So Well, it's very minimal. Um, so I just kind of looked through the Instagram pages and actually Jimmy, who's our producer, who we could introduce right now. So Jimmy is our producer. He does all the editing and he's just our super, super helpful uh, person who's also my boyfriend and a big old cutie. Jimmy, if you want to say hello to our fans. <laughs> um, hello. That's Jimmy. Hi, Jimmy. Um, we love Jimmy. He's the best. He's here. He didn't yeah. want to talk, but we're making We don't pay him, and we also don't get paid, so it's fair. So, you know, our Venmos are in the button. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, back to Cody. So, actually, Jimmy brought this to my attention while we were watching the episode today. We or He looked up Cody's story because, you know... The whole fight, which we'll get into more, was about social media or something about social media was mentioned. And so Jimmy was like interested because, again, we'll get into it later, but the way that it was edited made us feel a certain way. And when we saw Ashley is pulling up Cody's story I had a right screenshot now, of she's it. a I'm screenshot. Like, <laughs> we watched Cody's Instagram story and it just felt off considering that the combination of it's just stuff that he posts on social media that makes me feel off about him. And he's not here for the right reasons. He's here for fame. The way that Cody, um, I don't know if this is the right word, but boasted about tonight's episode and the fight and the whole like hashtag team Cody thing just really kind of like heavily implies that Aaron was pretty much right. And if you look at Aaron's Instagram, he hasn't posted for a while. And if he does post, it's like the standard, like I was on the show thing and he doesn't post a story. Like it's very like, just like, not off vibes like Cody's. And I looked at Cody's Instagram and I was like, wow, this guy, I would be surprised if his intentions were 100% for Katie. It screamed Um, I wasn't there for the right reasons. It screamed I wasn't there for the right reasons. And so, yeah, I've, I've, I, I will say that I was very (laughs) judgmental of Aaron considering the edit, but I was always aware that it was the edit. And, um, I just want to say, you should go look at Cody's Instagram and then go look at Aaron's Instagram and just see how you feel. Um, Cody posted a story today that might be gone by the time that you listen to this. So go look at it where he was like, Oh, tonight's going to be crazy. Like, don't forget to watch like team Cody, like hashtag yourself team Cody and I'll repost you. And right. yeah, tonight's going to be drama. Like the producers keep contacting me, but I thought that line was weird. Where he's like, that, the producers keep reaching out to me. I was like, are they? That's like, weird. It was just weird. And then, like, Aaron just, like, radio silence. <laughs> right. Yeah, which speaks volumes. Yeah. Um, and again. And it just, yeah, I agree. And, like, there's no, I don't think there's anything wrong with, like, going on the show. And there's, like, you're, like, I'm there for the, quote, right reasons, right? And then also in the back of your head going, also, if it doesn't work out, not bad that I'm going to get some good deals. Like, I don't think that's a problem because it's just the way it is now. But... There's a difference between only going on the show for the money and then Mm -hmm. going on the show with good intentions. But then also once you're off the show going, well, you know what? I'm going to take advantage of the situation. And yeah, because I would. I mean, yeah, it's easy, free money. Essentially, you're just going to post. I'm not saying that influencers are all the easiest job in the world, but also I'm sure they work hard. But like making content's difficult i mean i make dumb memes for my account and it takes up a lot of my time so i'm not trying to say that they don't try but it's kind of a nice gig and so and it pays really well so i'm not blaming people for taking advantage of that yeah there's just a different approach to intentions and he gives a really weird approach to it and yeah i would just say go visit his page look at his posts and uh, make a decision for yourself I For me, I'm <laughs> I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan. Um, and yeah. I'm glad he that the does. book is closed on Cody. Now, Cody, I hope this doesn't lose the follow because he does follow me on Instagram, and I was rooting for you. But after this week, I don't know. I'm not. I wasn't feeling it. I appreciate the follow. Thank you. Um, but I'm not Team Cody. No hashtag Team Cody from our account. Sorry. And remember. Don't be going to his comments. We don't need that. You it's can have your opinions. Just, 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 yeah, just move on. No one needs it. 
We got more drama to to handle, obviously, that surface. But But let's, before we move on, actually, we are going to kind of talk about that. But Ashley has an update for us on one of our absolute favorites after tonight's episode. (laughs) But do say so myself. This is the perfect, I think, week for us to have dove into Carl's background because Carl was a big deal this week, wasn't he? So I, my homework last week was, so Karen and I admit that we have a specific bias against someone who calls themselves a motivational speaker based on the situation of our past jobs and the type of people we've been around for a lot of time. And we just are like, okay, that sends up some red flags. So we were curious about like what type of motivational speaker he was so that we can maybe alter our bias or stick to it. And I think we're going to be sticking to it, Karen. So a um, couple things. So I okay, I don't even know where to start with him. So basically, I think um, my prediction here is that Karen is not going to change her opinion because I didn't. Um, so basically, he calls himself an entrepreneur, which we've already talked about on like our first episode of the podcast. We talked about why we think that's a dumb title. But anyways, and basically, he is the president and founder of, an, of a business called Next Level Success. And essentially, I'm going to read you what his um, LinkedIn basically describes his business as, just so that I'm not like being biased and annoying about what it is. So um, for over 10 years, Carl has empowered entrepreneurs and business professionals with the knowledge, tools, and resources to create greater success. Through his life events, training programs, and business tools, Carl has been able to help his clients excel in areas of leadership development, entrepreneurship, and wealth management. His mission is to challenge his clients to succeed at the highest levels and achieve results they never thought possible. Which basically, this I'm no longer quoting, which basically, based on the speeches I watched, I watched a few of his speeches, um, and stalked his Instagram because his current website is expired. And if you go to it, it's a bunch of ads and says this website's expired. So he doesn't actually have a website. Um, I, so I watched some of his speeches on Instagram and, um, essentially his business model is to tell people in his speeches that there is no excuse for failure. Mm. And I'm being very biased here. It's not direct quotes, but let me um, just say that you reading that all I got was a lot of words and not much was said. Okay, which so is essentially the key to every single problematic life yes. coach or a motivational yes. speaker that I have ever met personally. Again, personal bias here. Personal bias here. If you are a motivational speaker or life coach, not I'm wrong. not attacking you. I'm just saying, from my experience, it's always a lot of talk with very little actually said. Karen, every single speech I watched at the end. And now listen, I'm a pretty good student. I'm a straight A student. In fact, if we want to go there, I'm good at comprehension, reading comprehension, right? I can hear or listen or read or something and tell you at the end what it was about. Every single speech clip that I watched at the end, I went, I don't know what he just said. And it wasn't (laughs) because he was using big words, nothing like that. It was just, he didn't say anything ever. And it was so ridiculous. The one that stuck with me is he was basically talking about how he was talking to a client who in the last year, he was a restaurant owner or is a restaurant owner. And in the last year, his business had been hit hard as most restaurants have due to the pandemic we just lived through. And he basically was like, the client was like, when I can't get a loan from a bank and da 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 And Carl's response was, well, there's a bunch of businesses that got there that did fine without help from the bank. So you're just making excuses. Mm. And I'm just sitting there dude, like, dude, that's not how it works. You can't just will yourself into success. And essentially his message is like, if you believe it, you can do it. And it's just not, yeah. that's just not true. And then there was one moment, this is just bugs me from a social media standpoint. Cause like, as you know, Karen, like I've done social media as my job quite for a couple times um, for different places. And he has one um, like post up on his Instagram that he doesn't give credit to who the quotes from, because I looked it up online and there isn't really any credit. It's a really common quote in his field, but he puts his name at the bottom as if like almost he's the quote. And it was basically, is this this like the Michael Scott quoting behavior (laughs) that I'm seeing? He, I, okay. I literally found one, two, three, four, five, six, examples within one minute of other people quoting this thing with no context or any like who it was quoted and basically the quote is if egyptians built the pyramids without machine 
we should be able to build a business without excuses. Which is mm. stupid. Oh my stupid. god, that's gonna be nauseous. <laughs> it's stupid. And, and you know what? Uh, just from an archaeology standpoint, because hi, that was my major. Uh, the Egyptians essentially did have machinery, just not the type of machinery we have now. It wasn't like electronic and stuff, but we they had tools. They didn't just yeah. will the pyramids into existence. You yeah. Weirdo. They also didn't get help from aliens. So that's a whole different <laughs> oh, podcast that we could go into. into that because I will um, get physically angry. Just know, just know that that <laughs> is not. Not a point that you should yeah. be making. And if you need to understand why, I would be glad to take you through that. But Hit um, me up. It's literally my... <laughs> um, he also had a lot of moments where... This is like my last comment on Carl, and then I'd love to hear your thoughts. But um, Oh, actually, I have two, but they're, they're the same thing. He has a lot of give it 110% moments, <gasps> which is so American to me. He he is so American. And we're American, so I'm not saying like everything about it, but you know how... But like... It's just very much like if you're not working all the time, you're not doing it right. Mm. And it's just very much an American cultural thing that like you're lazy if you're not giving it 110% all the time. And that's sort of his thing. And it is. And oh, also, sorry, I thought I had nothing left. But this his bachelor's degree is not in business, even though it's in pre-med. So I don't really I mean, he has like a lot of like work experience and what seems to be businessy things but his bachelor's degree is in pre-med so i don't know how he got into this whole thing but maybe just pre-med didn't work out and he had to yeah. refigure out what to do which is fine that happens exactly. but that's kind of what last, comes up last quote i have from carl and then i'm not i'm not done with carl but i'm done with this situation he ironically shared a video of will smith talking about how nobody can give you advice on your life except for you because you're the only one that knows how to live your life but he's He's a motivational speaker. He gives people advice on how to live their lives for a living. Like oh my that's God. his job. Oh and my I God. I just can't handle it. Because oh my was God. Like, Do you not understand why this isn't weird? Oh, well, okay. Well, look, this is my thought. Lack of self-awareness. And that yes. just says it. And I, I don't want to add more to it because we're going to go more into him later. Oh, and sure. so we, we should move on. But just know I basically <laughs> agree it. with every perception you have of him. And <laughs> let me just say, I was we not wrong. It. I was we not wrong. I was absolutely it. right. And with that, and let's closing that chapter. get into tonight's episode, which, what a doozy. There's a lot to go into. Yeah, so let's just, let's just start. So we started with the group date, right? First group date yes. of the season. Exciting. It started as, as much as it. it started with a lot of sex, which is exactly what we anticipated we for Katie's season. anything less. Yeah, it, it was fun. It was World's Best Lover contest. Um, I, I had a lot of fun watching. I learned a lot. The brain is the largest organ. I did not know that. Can we point out that Carl or not Carl? Oh, I've been talking about him too long. Connor B was like the only one that got that question right that I saw. Yes, and I was like, yes. buddy, teacher Carl or te- God. I'm gonna keep saying Carl, teacher Connor. Got it. Yes, I, 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 I that is a very important note. To have, I do want to note that the one thing I wrote in my little section for this uh, group date was Carl is cringe. That's it. Oh yes, I have <laughs> multiple notes that I'm not. Even, I'm not going to read them all, but I would say every three bullet points in my notes from this episode in that date was something negative about what Carl said, especially the fact that I can't. I stopped counting, but multiple times he keeps referring to the experience as a game oh my gosh the hunger games reference yes. he made the like ask not what yes. you can do for your bachelorette all these things and i'm like dude i get maybe that's just how he talks like some people just do that but like it was so annoying to me yes because it's like what show do you think you're on big brother like the amazing you're on race the like bachelorette. You you're here yeah. for love why do you keep calling it a game and strategy and business and <sighs> anyways okay yeah, so I, brain can- is the largest organ Fantastic. Incredible. I already knew about the sock thing. The sock helps with the orgasm thing. I'm surprised by that. I think it has something... Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I think it has something to do with, like... Because your feet... I don't know. Something about warmth and whatever else. It didn't, like, surprise me, but it just was not what I guessed. I don't remember what I guessed. But I, like, when the erogenous zones uh, question came up, all I could think about was that episode of Friends where Monica goes, like, seven, 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 seven. Like the, and I like and I posted on Twitter being like, did anyone else think this? And a bunch of people were like, yes. So I'm, I'm I don't have issues. Um, yeah, 
Yeah. So but, yeah, there was I a thought lot. That was fun. I thought that was fun. There was a lot of good stuff. It was a lot of fun. And and but the one thing that was uh, arching over all of this was and someone that virgin. I felt kind of bad for was Mike. Right, Mike. Is his name. Yes, it's he's Mike. the virgin, and uh, which of course means he's going on the sex theme. Date. Of course. I well, mean, that was obviously. the thing. I was like, this was such a producer move. Like, hundred percent. The amount of pressure so early on that they put on this seen- man to disclose this very. Private Int- matter. Mm-hmm. Intimate, private information. I know they're on reality TV. I know what's going to come out. But but it's still, in my opinion, and you know how I feel like I, about that kind of stuff. Like, I'm very much like, go Katie. And if, if Mike's going to give like shame her, then screw him, blah, blah, blah. And I said that last week. But like, I don't think it was fair for them to force it out of him because it feels like he was going to talk to her about it. And it just, he didn't want it to be like a public obviously it's on the tv but like not public in front of all the other guys i think he, he seemed like in his talking head stuff he was like in tears almost yeah I, he was so stressed out i feel like he just wanted a little more control about how it happened I and agree. that's completely fair because it's a big thing and it is obviously something that is very important to him and even though i have a different perspective on that for myself i can respect that that's his perception of um or not even perception his belief um his strong belief on what that means for him and his future partner um and it it, i felt bad for him because it it did seem to take a lot out of him but i will say that he did a good job of embracing the challenge if that's putting it nicely for the producers yeah i Um, think he did a good job at like respecting katie yeah when telling her because like yeah. I, that we, we've talked about it and that was what i was worried about i was like why would you come on this season knowing the type of personality that katie has and the fact that like clearly like she talks about sex she's very comfortable with sex and like that's great and we love that and that's one of the things we like about katie so it's interesting to me that someone who knows for a fact they're not going to have sex before marriage would want to enter into a serious relationship with someone like katie so I was like, is he going to like be shaming her? Like I was really worried about how he was going to go about it. And obviously this is just the first time. Who knows if he goes really far, what will happen. But I really appreciated his like respect towards Katie's personality while also being like, but this is my boundary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I and think Katie seemed to like it too. I think we got to learn a little bit more about him, which I was super happy about. And I don't know if we're, we're done with Mike for now, but I do want to talk about Connor V during this date. <laughs> Because he was so adorable and his song was so good. And the piano and the fingers joke. I just feel like, you know, if we're considering, and maybe this won't be as intense as it was for Michelle online when we talked about the whole teacher thing and what would the students think. Right. Think thing. I do want to mention again, uh, The Bachelorette is not a show that is made for his students. So if nope. there's any concern about what his students will think about him making racy jokes, and whatever else, um, you shouldn't Teachers be concerned too. because the students shouldn't be watching the show. And if they're watching the show, then that's out of their own will. And um, we'll let their parents deal with that. It's not on the bachelorette to make sure that your kids can understand why their math teacher is on a dating show. Um, he has his own life. I'm super supportive of it. He's fantastic and hilarious. And I just adored him at this date. He was so good. He was so supportive of the other men too. And they were kind of like right. flailing and he was just like, great job. And he's just I just adore him. He's yeah. such, his personality is totally a teacher and I am a teacher. And so I see it and like, I, oh God, I love him so much. And he just also like back on like the teachers or people thing, like, I don't see, because you brought it up, I don't see a lot of that kind of stuff online like we did with Michelle. And I, we can, we don't have to guess it's because Michelle's hmm, a woman who's not. I wonder um, what's the difference Michelle there. Got, yeah, Michelle got a lot of like, if she was in a bikini or if she kissed Matt or anything, people were like, well, what would her students think? Her students were fifth graders. So if her students are watching, that's on the parents and not her. And there ha- there has been a lot of like conversation online about teachers lately and doctors too women basically in professional environments where who or professional jobs, I guess, or whatever. And then going online and posting like beach pictures and people being like, that's so unprofessional. And it's like, well, I'm not being a doctor at the beach. I'm not giving medicine <laughs> at the beach. I'm, I'm at the beach. I'm drinking and I'm at the beach and I'm with my friend. And so I haven't seen as much. I've seen a few jokes 
about Connor's students being like, oh my God, could you imagine being an eighth grader, seeing your teacher show up in a cat costume? Like <laughs> he's never going to live it down. And like, that's true. If that's he's a, true. He's a middle school teacher. He's never going to, that picture of him as a cat is never going away. His He'll handle it well though. Now. Oh yeah. He'll probably put it up in his classroom as a joke. Like, oh, hundred percent. He'll make some so, pun about learning yeah. math. Cause that's, yeah. he's a math teacher, right? 20 years from now, his students are still going to bring up that picture. Like, Cause that's just <laughs> middle schoolers. And that's why I love them. Um, but yeah, I definitely see a difference in how it's being addressed for Michelle versus Connor, which is interesting. But anyways, no shade to Connor because it's not his fault. And also, I love him. Um, I love him so much. And his song was adorable. Yeah. He, I'm a just a big fan of him. I love him. Um, and I do want to make a quick correction on my opinion on one of the guys is uh, Justin because I just I felt like I couldn't trust him and this could still be true because obviously we learned down the line that somebody hurts Katie and mm-hmm. we saw in the preview tonight that maybe it might be someone but I think she might get hurt a couple times from other people not just it's what's coming possible. up that we can see but I do want to just say that I did like Justin a lot more in this episode we got funny. to see more of his personality and I do remember I really loved his fun facts and I, I don't know what it was about when I met him on that first episode that I just like fell off about him. But now I'm definitely like a fan of him. And um, I'm going to say that we're going to be best friends um, because he's just really funny. And I really his appreciate him. On Carl was hilarious. Like his oh. whole time he roasted Carl. He heckled Carl the every whole time single it was time. Freaking hilarious. It was so good. I wanted to heckle Carl and Carl can't hear me through. The yes. TV, so I was he like, was saying what I was feeling. And I just want to say yes. that Justin is a really good example of not judging a book by its cover. And Carl is a really good example about judging a book by its cover. <laughs> um, and I don't know what lesson you should grab from that, but just grab what you need currently because I was right and I was wrong in both situations. Um, I was wrong about Justin, but I was absolutely right about Carl. So I kind of have like, I actually, I think I have like more of a a 66% chance of being right at this point because Greg, (laughs) obvi. Um, So that's true. I cannot believe you. Just know that's my stat right now. Um. (laughs) Yeah, I think we definitely both, we both have a very similar history with the Carl like people. Um, and so I can see why we were so right on about that. I think most people that don't have the history we had probably would have been like, oh, he's probably so emotionally intelligent. He's a motivational speaker. LOL. No. And we've <laughs> proven it. And he proved it. We'll talk about it later because it's at the very end of the episode. But yes. Oh, man, that guy. Anything else about the date itself before we go into the um, night of the date? Um, you know what? Let me, I don't think so. Okay. Not a whole lot. Oh, actually, just real quick. James was like, oh, I don't want to be the box guy anymore. And then immediately came out and did like the dick in the box, like, like <laughs> SNL thing for his like yeah. piece. And I just thought that was funny. Look, I just want to say, I think James um is styled in the way that a man would be styled in Boardwalk Empire. And no shame to that. I just, every time I see him in a suit, I'm just like, you're, you're in Boardwalk Empire. That's what you're doing. You are. I actually, I can see that. He's just, he just has that style to him, which is like a compliment really that he yeah. can work it. But yeah, I thought that was funny too, that he was like, I'm not the box I, guy. And then he put himself in a box again. It's funny. It, it was honestly, it was pretty funny. I laughed. So yeah, no. So we can move on into the night portion of the date. So I'm going to talk about Connor B again, just to take it from here, because <laughs> I just want to say that. that they had a very steamy kiss again. And Connor B looked like a good kisser. Katie was really enjoying that. They were both into it. Mm-hmm. And I just want to say that I think that their nerdiest, their nerdiness is match. Like it's perfect together. Yeah. Like really the cool. amount of like quirky and nerdiness and cringe. And this is in a positive way that they both um, show on screen just does very well with each other and they just embrace it. And I think that's why she's just so into him. Cause like they just match each other's energy like that. And yeah. it's just really refreshing to watch Connor be on TV like this. Cause I think some people would say that he's pretty feminine in how he maneuvers or how he expresses himself or whatever else. Um, which, you know, whatever. But, um, I just love to see him there and be attractive and, um, and someone attracted to that. Um, because I think that some people are under the interpretation that men like that aren't attractive to women. 
Um, people are wrong. No, and if anything, it like for me when I watch him, it makes him to you know f- to to fit it within this binary of masculine and feminine. Someone who can be himself like that is much more manly, and I'm using little like bunny ears right now. While I'm saying this is much more manly to me than someone that tries to fit within the realm of like what masculinity is thought to be. Totally. Uh, so I just want to say I just love Connor B, and I think that he's absolutely fantastic. And if he doesn't get um, if he doesn't end up with Katie, I'd love to see him as the bachelor because I feel like we haven't had somebody like him be the bachelor. I agree. This is kind of jumping ahead, but it's not that important. But it, going off the whole like non-toxic masculinity issue, I wrote down a note later on in the second group date with Kyle because I loved how Kyle came on and went, yeah, I'm like, all these other guys are way bigger than me. I'm going to lose this fight. Like I'm fucked. Like basically, and it was just so cute because he was just like, I'm very aware that this is not my thing and I'm going to lose this and it's fine. And I just wrote down, I'm like, oh, we love it when toxic masculinity isn't there because it was like, he didn't have to act all like, I'm going to do my best on this fight. He was like, this isn't my game and that's fine. I'm going to lose. Yeah. (laughs) I I really am enjoying these men and how they're kind of like, or how they're either approaching it or handling or editing um, this, this season with the men. So far, I like them. I really like Tasha's men, too. So maybe we're just we're on a roll. I know. Um, but yeah, so Connerby was great. Um, Anything else about that night? You know, well, there is Thomas. Night, they also, true, Thomas, and also, like, they cut away to, like, do the rose, or the, not the rose, the uh, date card. Oh, yes. And I yes. wanted to point out something um, from when they were giving out the date card to Greg, because Greg got the one-on-one this week, which no surprise, but... Um, I think it was Andrew M. I could be wrong. Um, who was like, time is money and the rich just got richer. I wrote <laughs> that, that down. <laughs> Cause I, I, I said, who said time is money? Cause oof. I think it was Andrew M. That I was, saw his face for like a second. And I'm not, I can't rewind when I watch. So I, I was I like, yikes, dude, that was, it was even pointed. Greg's reaction. At least the it edited was like, reaction. He was like, fault. He was like, whoa, okay. It wasn't like, I think that would have been a more appropriate comment if he had stolen her twice in the night, like at a cocktail party. Yes. Because that's his, that's on him, but it's yes. not his fault. Like she chose him twice in a row. Like that's Katie. And yeah. obviously you can still be kind of like, oh, well, that sucks. But um, maybe and I also say think, that comment when he's not in the room. I don't know. Right. Or like, yeah. And I also think because Connor did not get the one on one this week, which is fine. In the back of my mind, I'm like, oh, I hope. Connor doesn't end up like Abigail. Oh. Like Abigail was a fan favorite from immediate and Matt was really into her immediately. And then he just forgot about, forgot her. about her and admitted it. He was like, I just kind of forgot that you were there. <sighs> and I don't think Katie's going to do that. Cause she does seem to be paying a lot of attention to Connor. And I think she just wanted to get Greg in there and it's fine. Like, I'm not mad that she did that, but in the back of my mind, I was like, Oh, I hope that's not what happens to Connor. Cause I really like him. Yeah. So that was my thought on that, but I'm happy that Greg got the one-on-one. I think he's cool. But, um, yeah, I guess for the rest of the group date, Thomas got the rose uh, and Carl oh, was pissed. Yeah. Okay. So, hold on. That Thomas kiss was ex- extra steamy. Dude, he, like, lifted her up. He, that was steamy. That was, that was a lot to watch. Yeah. I thought I should look away because it was like, have, I think that wow. was their first kiss. I don't think they, did they kiss on the first night? I don't think so, but I think that's why he got the rose because there was a lot of us. If anything, it was their, only their second kiss. So Yeah. Yeah. And I just want to mention uh, one thing that I wrote for Carl was when he was talking about how like these guys just poured their hearts out during the date. And he's like, but I'm more of like a businessman or however he said it. I was like, what the what the fuck I is that? I have it written down completely. He says, like, my whole world is business, locking down contrasts, making deals. Like, And he bro. just used that. He said that after saying these men just poured all their hearts out. And I was like, yeah, so are you not getting the memo here? Like what you're here for? And then he you're said to Katie. You're to make a deal with Katie. Like what? And then Katie like was talking to him and, and he was like, she asked something about like his past relationship or something. He's like, I can't get into my past relationship while I'm trying yes. to get into my new one. And I was like, that immediate red flag. Fuck boy. And then he Just was me. like, she's eating it up or like she's loving it or whatever. And I was like, I don't know if every, we were all watching the same show, but it did not look like she was eating that every shit up. Phrase out of that guy's mouth makes me want to bar. And the fact that it's he was all- shocked and hating that Thomas got it. I was like, 
dude. If it wasn't Thomas, it was going to be Connor, dude. So walk away. Like, what are you doing? And I also can't believe Connor just keeps not getting like a main rose. I know. Like, that's bro. your theory on him maybe being Abigail might be true. That's why. Yeah, I just, I'm hoping I'm wrong. I'm really, really, really hoping I'm wrong. Unless it just means we get Connor for Bachelor. Yeah. So, so now then we move in to Greg's state. We're going to go to Greg's date, which was a fantastic date, which, again, no surprise. He Pretty is eventful. Yeah, he's my number one. I Well, okay. not that, like, necessarily I'm, like, he's my number one favorite. No shame to Greg. But I think Katie chooses him. Um, I, I think she's, I don't think she's, like, 100% on him right now, but she's pretty she's much, like. Not it. Yeah, I think she's willing to give, like, she's more open to, like, giving the guys chances and i would say like matt or claire are um as it seems but claire i think was down to like mary dale night one yeah i think and i don't think that's where katie's at yeah i think katie is going to choose greg at the end of this so he's like my top one choice for that um but i did enjoy watching the date just because it seemed like they got along really well um as we learned like you know katie sharing a lot about her dad which was again I feel like that's something that we would have known about before they became Bachelorette, but we just yeah. didn't get to see well, anything about her did, beforehand. We did know that about Katie because remember when, oh, uh, shoot, what's her name? The girl whose dad had ALS. Oh, was getting bullied. that's Katie right. Katie went to her and she goes, you need to go home and be with your dad because I wish I had had more time with my dad. That's my dad true. Died. That's so true. So we did kind of know that Katie had had like a loss with her dad because was it Sarah? Was that her name? I don't know. Yeah. Um, but Sarah, let's, well, we're going to call her Sarah. I don't remember her name, Sarah, but, and Sarah went home. And that was kind of what got everyone on to Katie because Katie, like, came and stuck up for her. Yeah. When everyone else was Rightfully so. So we yeah. did kind of know that, but that was, like, the only mention of it ever. Yeah. And then, you know, Greg at dinner shared that he also lost his dad. And, you yeah. know, and fishing was a thing that he did with his dad, too, I think he mentioned. And they shared that in common, which was just like, I was like, oh, okay, well, we're 100% here. Like, yeah. I'm sorry. It's just too. On a, on a less serious note, I did write, after he mentioned he likes fishing, I get said, do you think that Greg has dead fish pictures on his dating profile? Like, do you think he has those pictures where he holds up the dead fish? Oh. Because he's wonderful, and I would swipe left immediately. And I'm missing out on the Greg's. Because <laughs> there's a, none on his Instagram I checked. That's a good question. That's a good yeah. question. Also, um, and Katie was giving me real, like, Bella Swan vibes with the orange truck and the flannel situation. Oh, yeah. She, and she's from Washington, and so is Bella Swan from Twilight. That reference in land. Um, yeah. So I was like, I liked it because I, li- I got the Twilight. Yeah. <laughs> and the last thing but, I have on their date is that the producers must be stressing after Greg. They must have just some like, PTSD like residual, yeah, some PTSD <laughs> after Claire. Just because it's like, they were like, oh, wow, they're getting oh, along shit. too well, too well. And I feel like <laughs> someone was supposed to tell the intern to cancel the fireworks. And then they oh didn't cancel the fireworks. <laughs> and I just I, I just feel like there had to be either a joke or like a semi-serious stress response to watching Katie and Greg on that date because it was too <laughs> good. And they were like, oh, now I we agree. have to separate them for three weeks so that at least we can get a full season out of this because we don't have a backup. Oh, yeah. No. I also, they made out of a toilet. So <laughs> if that's not true love, I don't know what is. They already like, broke that boundary doing? really early on. You know, it usually takes they a few went, years, like, but they did it. That's usually, yeah, that's usually a later on moment. But they really just, they went for it and I respect it. Yeah. Um, I liked it. It was it was like kind of a boring date, but not in a bad way. No, no, like, no, no. Not, nothing happened in terms of like the date. Conversations happened that were important, but the date itself was like, we drove to a river. Yeah. Because we're in quarantine. <laughs> let's talk about the next date, because that one was different. Shit went down. Yes. Before that, I do want to mention that just watching Tasha and Caitlin, I was like, oh, my God, I just love them as hosts. They're doing They're so, so well. Fun. And I love the dynamic of having friends, like people who feel like friends as the host, because I, I feel agree. like the chemistry between Tasha and Caitlin and Katie is just so much more enjoyable. And I know that some people were commenting about how they wish it was more serious. I'm on the opposite end of it. I'm so glad they're not taking it serious because the rest of it is serious enough for me. And I think it's a nice refresher to not have someone who's just 
kind of taking it seriously where it's almost like I'm laughing at them because that's kind of how Chris Harrison was for me for a while where I was like, all right, this guy's just going to say his like staple lines. I would argue with people that say that though because I've seen people say that too. But like, remember Keisha, I think in, was it Brendan who had that date and then Chris Harrison followed them around La Quinta. And so like Chris Harrison did jokey bits too. And people are just pointing at Keisha and Caitlin because they're new and they don't like that they're there. So they're like, they're not taking it seriously. Neither did Chris Harrison, and the show progressively gets more serious as it gets more serious. Yeah. So, like, when it's final four, final three, final two, Tasha and Caitlin are not going to be running around, joking around, waking people up and stuff. Like, yeah. that's not how it goes, because that's not how the show works. But yeah. the beginning is kind of jokey, and they're wrestling in mud. Yep, and so I love like, how people are so criticizing it and being very specific about their criticism, which means you're still watching. So... Good for you. Yeah. I'm glad you're watching because it's enjoyable. And also, while we're on the topic of people criticizing Taisha and Caitlyn, most of the comments I've been getting about Taisha and Caitlyn that are negative are very specific to the fact that they're women. And, I mean, that just bugs me. It's like, they're too girly. They're girls. So, yeah. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) What do you want them to do? You want them to wear a suit? Like, I I don't know what people want. I, do. I don't really care what people want because I like it and I don't care if other people like it because I'm enjoying it. Yeah. And so I do want to just like, put this out here where I do think um, on the on the topic of hosts that I think that Zach and grocery store Joe would make a good dynamic in that they would be so bachelor. bad at hosting that it would be entertaining. <laughs> Um, I think the grocery two, store Joe would just be so awkward. I just want to see that both of them host. Try to host is actually the key. Try is the key word there. I would, I would watch that. I mean, I I would probably watch it if most. If anything, they have good Bachelor in Paradise energy. Um, and I just thought of that when I was watching it because I thought of Zach when I saw Tasha, and then I was like, wait, grocery store Joe and Zach should totally do this. I support that. So yeah, group date number two. We've got this mud wrestling thing. Which Kyle was a star of for me because Kyle he was just was so like, yep, I'm a skinny guy. And I actually, so I actually put in my notes who's Kyle because I didn't remember his his fun facts or anything. He was the sweater guy. You he was the him. sweater guy that we had the same yeah. sweater and his favorite flower was an orchid and he hates mayo and mustard and would love to be able to fly so that he never had to sit in traffic again. And I think that was one where we were like, okay. And when I saw yeah. that those were his fun facts, I was like, yep. That pans out. I like him, yeah. but I was I like, like yeah, too. that's, that's Kyle. Like, like I said before, I like that he was like, this just isn't my thing, but he wasn't like a butthead about it. Like he wasn't like, oh, I hate this. This sucks. Like he was just like, this isn't my thing. I'm going to go do it. I'm going to lose and it's fine. And he went and he lost and it was fine and he moved on and it was great. Yeah. And I, I want to also give an honorable mention to John, who is absolutely precious, and he was the just time. there having a good time and trying his best, and I feel like he'd make a great coach to some little league. Um, I just, I really do like him. I think he's I just precious. Think, I don't think John is capable of not smiling. With a good smile I, like that? Heck no, dude. Why would true. he? I don't think he knows how to frown, and I don't want to see him frown because it would make me sad to see John said. And I don't want to touch on this unless this is the last thing we're going to touch on with this, but it's the okay. Cody and Aaron situation. So I don't know if there's any other guys um, you want to touch on. I did one more thing about Kyle. I thought it was funny that when he got paired with Andrew S, who was a football player, he was like, he, he basically did like in his interview was like, goodbye to my parents. Goodbye to my brothers. You can't have my stuff. It was just funny. Um, but yeah, let's move into the Aaron and Cody thing, which was, the main part of this, it's why they were paired, obviously, the producers. Yeah. Like, this will be funny. So, let so, me yeah, say this, and I started with this at the top, where I said that I am definitely sketched out by Cody, and that I was a little bit um, sketched out by Aaron, too. Um, I will say that at the start of this, I think the edit around it seemed to make Aaron look like the antagonizer the and the aggressor yeah. of it. Um, which again, we don't know the full details of it, so it's kind of still hard to make a judgment on it, but this is where I'm leaning now where it's like, he, he definitely seemed like the aggressor and the antagonizer of it all. And, um, when, when he got the alone time with Katie after, you know, fighting Cody in the mud so intensely, (laughs) he did talk about it in a very like vague and general way, which he was asked about it. He didn't bring it up. 
again. Yep, she that's a great point. Question. And I want to mention too that there likely is stuff that maybe we didn't get to hear that was edited oh, sure. out because I just feel like that was too vague. Like where he was just like, "Oh, I just don't like the guy." Like some social media posts, things that he does, I just don't like. Which I wish yeah. I scoured the internet for. I didn't know if anybody found anything, and I couldn't find anything about it specifically. Yeah. Unfortunately, um, so that's when I that's when Jimmy our producer looked at cody's instagram story hey guys (laughs) (laughs) and he saw cody's story and was like this feels off actually no he said i'm on aaron's side and i said what and then he showed me and i was like (laughs) oh yeah that was off um so i i definitely felt i still felt like aaron was a little bit of the antagonizer until we got into the evening of the night and kind of it played out a little more and we saw the story uh, or I saw the story from Cody. Um, yeah, it's just in Cody's just lack of defending himself or inability to defend himself. Cause there was nothing he could defend. Like Katie, like was straight up, gave him multiple cho- chances to defend himself. And he was just like, well, I think things are being misinterpreted. She goes, okay, so you said something. Yeah. And it's just being, oh, or no, he said exaggerated. So then what was it? What was it that got exaggerated? Because something got exaggerated, meaning something was said that wasn't great. And then maybe, maybe Aaron is blowing it up a little bit, but something was still said. But Cody wouldn't say. And maybe he wouldn't say because he was aware that he was on television and that it would come across bad regardless. That was my thought is that maybe he didn't disclose it. Um, not because he didn't want to defend himself, but he was yeah. very aware that he was on TV and maybe something was said that is we'll inappropriate it, enough not to be on TV, but that can he we was. call it the Rachel Kirkconnell uh, effect? It might be. Like, where yeah. like, they're like all very aware of how their lives could end up if they screw up. Yeah, I think, I think so. Like, it felt, it felt like it was leaning in that direction. Um, so I do want to yeah. say, like, Aaron is definitely on more of my positive end now. I, I agree. Again, this is like a reason why I don't go into people's comments and say, you're a piece of shit. Because first of all, I would never even you do that. No even idea. if I was 100% sure they were a piece of shit. Because who cares enough to tell them that? I mean, we I, didn't go to Victoria last season and tell her she was horrible. And we had uh, a lot of opinions <laughs> and had a lot of reasons to think she was horrible. <laughs> But did we go and tell her in her comments that directly or DMs directly that we no. thought she sucked? No. No. Because why? Who wins there? Yeah. So I just want to say, Aaron, I apologize for misjudging you. And yeah. um, I'm excited to see the rest of you this season. And Cody laugh. went home. So Cody went home. And right before Cody went home, Aaron said, I don't want to say he's a piece of shit, but and then like didn't finish it. That's something I would say. I really did appreciate that. It was funny. And I just, yeah. So Katie sent Cody home, which I loved because like most of the time we'd have to sit there and watch them fight for the next three weeks Mm -hmm. and like wait until something happened. And I'm just glad that Katie was like, nope, I'm out. Like we're done not doing this. Yeah. And kind of. And then moved on. Yeah. And kind of still on this is I do want to mention like Andrew S like what a solid move to go like Katie. Yes. needed It was, but yes, Katie needed her time, but I also think it, it it was good for him to go and like, be like, Hey, are you okay? Are you okay? And I want you to know, I want to assure you that I am here to like develop a relationship with you to see if we are like, I think like that was so important and he mm-hmm. I would hope that I mean it obviously probably like worked out but he probably like gave it some time and then was like right I'm gonna go talk to her and he mentioned how he was raised by like strong women and I think he was the one that had they his had, grandma like, a trauma bonding moment yeah yeah was, he's the one with the grandma yeah he's the one that's really close to his grandma right so his 94 year old grandma see and that's where the thing where I'm like I think he he knows how it is to be around women where maybe sometimes they do need space and then sometimes if they have too much, they spark. And this is a generalization about women because this can happen Obviously. with men too. They just, they'd show it differently because of the society, society and uh, how there's only like two choices apparently when there's not. Um, did you know? <laughs> did you know about this? Did you know that did it's only heard? male, female? Apparently. Like binary. That's apparently. crazy. It's wild. Yeah. Only um, in Western cultures though. <laughs> For some reason... Just ours. <laughs> Only in colonized Western cultures. Um, Party. So I thought that was just like a very 
emotionally intelligent move on his side. I and I think it. he approached it really well. And I, I, it definitely just made me like him a lot more. I already kind of liked him. Rose. It did, so didn't it? They, they bonded over their shared trauma. Yep. And he got a rose out of it. So it worked. Ooh, and I just saw a note for me where I just want to mention Katie's outfits tonight on point. That black dress the she had on Greg's the, date, oh my gosh. I think. And then the green dress the later. green dress. <gasps> and she's so funny. Because I remember on Matt's so season, she had that like god, fairy oh godmother god. Shrek dress. Yes. And she With the weird ponytail. Yes. And she was just like, okay, guys, I don't know anything about fashion, but whoever she's trusting to dress her, incredible work. Because yes. she looks fantastic that green night. dress is my favorite dress of i think actually you know what's funny this is such a boring thing to talk about because i but hannah brown also had a green dress that was my favorite dress of this. The, do you remember that like ball the princess brown? dress yes <gasps> it was, oh, so they were emerald green is the way to go for the bachelorette because i think this might be katie's top dress i mean obviously it's only week two but it's a pretty good yeah. dress and so. before we continue to the night, a.k.a. talk about Carl for the rest of the night, I just want to mention oh, yes. that I'm glad that Michael got to have a conversation with Katie and Katie yes. got to explain oh, to him that she, that she feels like they have a strong connection. And that's why he didn't get a date. Yeah. Um, and because she just already really liked him. He needed Michael that. Asking, asking her permission to kiss her oh. was the cutest thing. And people will come out here and be like, it's dumb and unsexy to ask for consent. It is not. I'm sorry. But asking that question will, at least girls that I've talked to, will be the number one reason why they will say yes, because it is just like, oh my God, yeah, like, thanks for respecting that tiny thing, like, because it's not tiny, but it seems tiny. But also, oh, they're still getting to know it. each other. They've only known they each other for some time. Other. So, like, I get it if it was, like, every single time he was asking, and then it was like, okay, that would be different. like, at this yes. point, you kind of have to know that I'm cool with it. No, he's yeah. he's still getting to know her and respecting her boundaries. So I think it was their first kiss. Until, yes. And it was extreme. And also she's it's not like they're on a one on one date. She's gonna be talking to a lot of other guys that night. Like I think it was really mature of him to be like, Hey, is this cool? Because there have been bachelors or bachelorettes that haven't wanted to kiss every person if it was a cocktail party. And I just like that. And he obviously is more emotionally mature. He has a kid, he's already been married, like and it was like it ended because of a tragedy, not because of like divorce, which is also fine. But you know what I mean? Like he has had like a successful relationship and has a kid and all this stuff. And I think he's just so sweet. I don't think he's going to go that far because I think I don't see Katie keeping him unless it's really, really serious because of him having a kid. I don't think she's going to like drag him along and keep him away from his kid any longer than she needs to. So I don't think unless they like really get into it soon yeah i feel like she might let him go just because it's not yeah i think yeah it'll be one of those things where her relationships with other men will will uh progress faster and then he'll kind of be like still good but it's like a little bit behind everybody else's and that'll be when she she ends it with him unfortunately um so Um, now so yeah carl we're gonna focus on carl for the rest of this time I oh, I have so much. Literally, the rest of my notes are about him. And my whole first page. note about Carl is before he gets into the him being what we're going to talk about. The one of the first things he says during this cocktail party is that he's surrounded by a bunch of quote good dudes. So he starts the cocktail party off acknowledging that the men around him are quote good dudes. And I know this because this was before I knew he was going to go off the rails. And I wrote Carl saying quote good dudes made me uncomfortable. I thought it was a creepy way to phrase it. <coughs> so anyways, I didn't know what was coming. I just want to say... This just proves that he's full of shit. My notes at the start of the Carl mess was, Carl, what are you doing? Projecting? Not your business? I don't know specifics? Why is he upsetting Katie for nothing? He Why said, are you doing that to someone you're supposed to care about? He said, I'm glad you're feeling better, but... And then later on, Let he me goes. Ruin your night. And then later on, he goes. She asked me what I thought. Uh, at what point did she did she ask you after <gasps> asked, you expressed? After you brought it up. After you expressed doubt in the men. Yeah, then she asked you. But did she? She just start out the conversation and said, "What do you think? Do you think any guys here aren't here for me?" She didn't say that. I'm gonna need Carl to motivate himself out of my TV screen because I'm so done 
I'm so done with him. I cannot. Well, it's like, what the fuck? Like, you don't just drop that after her dealing with one situation like that and then go, well, I don't want to give you specifics. And then say, when because you're too. specifically asks you for specifics and you go, well, I don't have any basics. And let me just mention this because this felt so misogynist when he was like, I don't want to tell you specifics because it'll hurt you. Or he said some variation of that. Like, she's this small, delicate little flower that cannot be hurt or whatever. No. You just sent Cody home for giving her shit. It's not like she's incapable of handling her deal. Like you can't just bring that up and then not give details because you want to protect her. Because if you wanted to protect her from that crap, you wouldn't have mentioned it in the first place. Because now she's in a spiral, and guess what? She spiraled. And you know what's (laughs) funny is that when we first, when we did our first impressions, and I was like, "Oh, well, they had Carl set for Claire season," and we were like, "Oh, they kept him for one of two reasons. They kept producers chose to keep him on because he's awesome." Like, sweet dude, and then, or because he's villain mm-hmm. potential. And clearly, we've been proven that it's villain potential. Because he straight up created drama out of nothing. Yep, yep. And even, like, the guys, like, before, like, they're all talking about Cody. And Carl's like, oh, well, some people. And I don't remember which guy it was. But he's like, I don't really think we should be speculating. I think it was Andrew M. I don't think we should be speculating on, or maybe it was John. I can't remember. It doesn't matter. But someone's like, I don't even think we need to speculate on who is and is not here. Like, we don't have, like, a specific example. We can't just, like, talk about it. Like, there's no point. Like, yeah. And Carl... He just reminds know. me of Cam, where it's, like, the lack of self-awareness, starting drama for no apparent reason, like, just off... Like, it just doesn't make any sense, and I'm tired of it. And I love I'm when Hunter it. was asking what's happening, and Carl's, like, looking around as if he doesn't know what's know. happening. Like, And oh. then he's... And then at some point, I forget what he says, I think he says, I'm the culprit or something, when, like, Aaron comes back in, and it's like, well, somebody talked to her and said this. Yeah. And then, Aaron was, and, like, so scared at first when mm-hmm. Katie's like, can I talk to you? And then I thought it was really cute. And Katie's like, I trust you and I want to know what you think. And I was like, oh, that's sweet. And this is um, all so very messy because there's no mess. So then she's exactly. just spiraling. The, no the, one's admitting. The guys yeah, don't know like, what's happening. Yeah. And Carl is just Kate, sitting yeah. there in the middle of it like, I don't even know what he's thinking. Because it's just a huge mess. And it's manipulative because there's absolutely nothing that he can say has actually happened with the men yeah. that he's around currently right. that would he give any no reason to what he said. Example. They also, at one point, when the guys were trying to figure out who it was, they cut to Carl and he's smirking, which of course yeah. can be like an editing moment, but like, why is he smirking? But also, and then he also, at one point, was like, I don't think it's my place to throw this out. And it was like, dude, you, because when the guys finally confronted him, he's like, well, I don't think it's my place to say. You, it is exactly, and you're the only person whose place it is to say because yeah. you're the one that brought it up in the freaking first place. Yeah, it's just, it was <gasps> ridiculous. It was dumb. And Aaron spoke to my soul because he was like, that's yes. fuck. Well, you didn't say fuck, but I'm going to say it. That's fucking dumb. What the fuck? Yes. And that's what he, and I, I loved it. I said, yes, speak up. And then Trey even, sp- like, Trey, you know, I was just the, teddy say, I was, the teddy bear, the teddy bear had to speak up and go, dude, what the fuck? Like, it was ridiculous. bad when Trey's pissed i think trey, trey said that it was manipulative because it trey was used the f word and i realized that trey probably could just use the f word all the time and i have a version of him in my head but like it's just like he had no basis it was all manipulation and it was for manipulation sake i just and that's the thing is the whole time this whole thing is unfolding and i'm sitting here going he sucks, and like he, his whole job is to like motivate other people to not suck. It's like, to manipulate other people, That's which true. is what and he tried to do. Yes, Ugh. and he's it's working right now because it brought Katie to tears, and that in the end, that's what pisses me off is he knowingly lied to her, knowing it was going to upset her. Then when she asked him to clarify, refused to clarify because he told her he didn't want to upset her. Yep, and that is so. Rude. And at one point, he, like, almost, like, mansplained the bachelorette to her. Oh, my goodness. And I just, I'm just, I don't like him. I'm tired. I don't like him. I'm tired. I'm so done. He has to go home the next episode. There's no way that he starts all that and can't give Katie an actual reason where Katie won't go, okay, so you just made that up and for what? Yes. And also, I know, (laughs) no one else knows this about me, but you know this about me. It brings me so much anger. And they don't end an episode with a rose ceremony. And it's Carl's fault this week. So another reason to hate him. <laughs> All right. Carl's the reason I didn't get a rose ceremony closure this week. And I realized that it's really just editing because they could have fit it in, but they didn't. And I'm mad. Yep. So. Well, we're at the end of it. So at the end yeah, of it, we although, always. Oh. Really quick. 
uh, the credit scene with Katie and Connor. Oh my goodness. She talked about her COVID tests and stuff was cute. And also Katie, same. I'm really bad at needles also. Although I do have a tattoo. Because he asked her about her tattoos. Yes. And she said, no, I'm scared of needles. Yes. Um, but I'm more scared of like IVs than I am like, oh. other types of needles. But and before yeah, so at Katie, we have that in common. Yeah. And before we get onto the rose and the do better, I actually do want to mention, and I think a lot of us already know, is that Connor B. wore a, was a, a an anklet, right? With the oh, trans yes. yeah. flag or the trans, like the tra- trans pattern sister. for his trans sister while he was on the season. And I think that's absolutely beautiful and um unfortunately something like that is a huge statement because we have not progressed into the point where trans people can just exist as themselves as truly themselves not Mm -hmm. some fabricated i'm doing the bunny ears some fabricated or some chosen thing because that's not it just as truly themselves and it's just another reason to adding it we love counter b yeah he's he's an accepting queen and I love him. I know. I, so I know. Much. Um. So yeah, he's yes. I for, I completely forgot about that. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, I think it's important um, to mention that. Um. Yeah, and it's Pride Month, so it's a good time to mention it. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So yeah, that was the episode. I'm like physically annoyed and angry at Carl right now. <laughs> so let's um, let's move actually, on. I, well, really quick though, I did text Karen and Jimmy during this episode, and I went, "This is the type of episode that makes me really happy. We have a podcast." <laughs> Because I was like, normally I just have to go to bed. Yes. And I don't get to talk about this with anyone. <laughs> and then I have to like wait until I see you guys or something. Yeah. And so knowing I could like in like 30 minutes, I was going to get to just like yell at a screen about this. I don't even feel sick anymore. Nice. I'm just like. <laughs> well, before you <laughs> so, start yeah, feeling sick, let's do let's do our rose and our do better. <laughs> do you know who you want for your rose? Because I do and I can go first. Um, My rose this week is going to go to... You know what? I think I'm going to give it to Michael because I really liked it that he he was really nervous and everything. But then like Katie gave him like the validation he needed. And anyways, I really liked that he asked if he could kiss her. I think it's a really subtle thing. And it really, I think, means a lot to a lot of women. And there's some women that might not think that's necessary. But for me, I think that's really cool. And I appreciated that. And I respected it. And it's possible that other guys did that too. And I just didn't see it. But Michael gets mine because consent is important, kids. And Michael knows about it. And also, I think he has a son, which means he's probably teaching his son about mm, consent. Yeah. And that break that makes my heart break in like a good way. Yeah. So Michael gets my rose this week. And my rose will go to Andrew S. Just because I thought that he read the room well in going to go check in with Katie and reassure her in exactly what she needed to hear in the moment. And like you said, it was a bit risky, but I think that he was able just to know what maybe she needed in that moment, which I think is like a lot of, it's a really good asset to have or a character or part of your character to have. Um, And it probably comes from listening to the women in your life because for whatever reason, women are more inclined to teach you about emotional intelligence and we need to change that. And I think that Andrew and Michael are great examples of um, men who can do that too. I think there's a lot of guys on the season that seem to be doing it. Um, And I love that. Yeah. It means that there's probably guys that we don't know about doing it. Yeah. And I like it. So who's your do better, Ashley? So... And originally, my do better was going to be Carl. Okay. But he doesn't deserve any more of my time. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he doesn't. And you know what? Because he's like a motivational speaker, he's not going to listen to me anyways. So <laughs> he can be off and do his thing. He's the only one that's right. So, absolutely. My, <laughs> my do better is going to be for Cody. Mm. I don't think he's a bad person. I don't get bad person vibes from him. I think he's a maybe not a wonderful person. But I just think, like, maybe he needs to just reassess his priorities a little bit. He's young, you know, and maybe life just hasn't taught him the lessons he needs to be taught yet. Mm. So maybe this is one of them. And so I want, I'm hoping that Cody grows from this experience. His Instagram story today didn't seem to make it seem like that. That was not a good sentence I just said, but, you know, whatever. (laughs) It's late. I'm I'm sick. It's fine. But anyways, my do better is for Cody because I feel like I can see potential in his existence. Okay. And it's just not there yet. All right. Well, just like you, I'm tired of talking about he who shall not be named. So 
my do better <laughs> is actually going to go to me because again, I judged Aaron from the get go. Well, I will say when I did my first impressions, I said he feels very broy, very collegey, but not necessarily a bad thing, and it's still true. And then the first episode happened, and the way that he was edited made him feel like the aggressor and the antagonizer. And I just got like two seconds of him. And I kind of leaned into my bias about a bro, which is that they're aggressors and antagonizers. I will admit that. And he might likely not be that. Um, And actually a very trustworthy bro. So bro to bro, Aaron, I'm going to do better and give you the benefit of the doubt. Um, don't disappoint I do have me. I a note somewhere that says, I like Aaron now. Me too. I'm a fan. So I'm a fan. Yeah. So, I like how he handled it after the whole Cody thing. I like how he handled the Carl thing. And obviously, like if Katie, Katie can trust him, there's there's a different, there, you know, there's always a different vibe that you get when you're with somebody in person. And again, we don't know these men at all. So I trust her judgment and trusting him. So yeah, I'm going to do my do better to me because I cool. could do a little bit better. Um, and uh, that's that. I like it. Yeah. And I do a do better to me too to not hang out with sick three-year-olds without a mask on anymore. Yeah. I'm bringing masks. I'm keeping my masks around. Like I wore my mask all day today when I had to go home and get some stuff like from my house. I wore a mask so that I wouldn't get the people I live with sick with my cold. Like I feel like we should just bring the masks into real life for colds. Everywhere. Yes. And things. It doesn't have to be a COVID thing because I, this is the first time I've been sick in over a year. And it sucks, you guys. Colds suck. I think that we need to, as a society, agree that colds suck more than we let people complain about them. Um, because I feel like if you have a cold, people are like, eh, no, it's not that bad. It is. So wear a mask. Yeah. You don't have COVID. So that's my take on this week. Thank you for joining us. Follow us on Instagram, on Twitter, and TikTok, where we post fun little short videos of us actually saying these words so that you can see us say these words. Um, all the details will be in our description. As always, make sure to subscribe and please leave a review. Tell us how you feel about Carl. Tell us how you feel about Aaron. Tell us that you're Team Cody and we'll block you. No, we won't. Um, <laughs> but just let us know all of your really opinionated thoughts. And thank you for letting us steal you for a sec. <laughs>